Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and as always on a Saturday, I'm joined by my intangible co-host Tempest, the wrestler. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm Tempest. I'm Tempest, the wrestler. <laughs> you can only find so many ways to to quote Scott Pilgrim before you yeah. really start scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And honestly. Woke up about twenty minutes ago, so I haven't really gotten the uh, the mental capacities to to think of something clever and witty and fun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. how are you, Pete? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I I loved the very understated intro, uh, much like the debut of a certain person in a certain company yesterday. It's very mm-hmm. understated. That that yeah, I'm Tempest, I guess. Yeah, sure, that's me. Um, you know, I'm I'm doing okay. I uh, I I had an interesting evening yesterday because I I rearranged my entire living room. I, I moved everything around. Uh, so now I'm I'm sitting in a different corner of the room at my desk, which I moved over. Moved the TV to the opposite side of the room. Moved the sofa across. Moved the bookshelf and everything. It was a it was a whole sort out. It was really cool. I also got a text yesterday saying that I'm now eligible to get my first jab, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. my first va- first vaccine. Um. No appointments yet, because it's too busy, but I'll keep checking that link every day for when I can actually get one. Um, so at least I am now eligible, so I can get one soon. Fingers crossed. Um, That's so definitely a, a plus. Definitely yeah, yeah. a big plus. So yeah, it was a, it was a good night. I'm, I'm feeling okay. I'm a bit tired today, but I am, I'm good. I'm going to put that down to all the, the physical labor that I did of like moving a sofa and, you know, moving a desk. That's probably like my body's just gone, what the hell are you doing, man? Stop. Of course. Yeah. Um, how are you? I can't complain, I suppose. Another week in, in the paradise that is Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was this week or, or last week, but it snowed again. Mm, yeah. Don't know what that's about besides just being <laughs> Canada. 
Um, we are getting the vaccine rollout for the second doses starting to ramp nice. up, which is yep. very encouraging. Very excited about that. I should be able to get my second dose appointment moved up by about a month, which is nice. nice. Very nice. I'm hoping very much so that this will lead to the borders being reopened mm-hmm. sooner rather than later, which... I'm interested in because if it opens before the end of the summer, I'm strongly considering going to all out. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Cause I should have my second dose like well in advance of, of that. And at that point it simply becomes just is enough of the Canadian population vaccinated that we can open the border and I yeah. can get into America, but I won't know that for at least a little while. So at least for now, I'm taking the good news that I should be able to get, uh, fully vaccinated by about mid-july that's that's still pretty good um and that's almost certainly a while before i'll be uh i'll be fully done anyways um yeah. so yeah you could you'll always have that one over me uh <laughs> yeah uh anyway let's get into talking about smackdown for now we've got some emails to get through uh in the outro and here's a little tease for the outro i've got a thing i want to talk to you about tempest in the outro oh, that that i came across when i was on youtube yesterday that i think you'll appreciate um so yeah, let's get into talking about SmackDown, where the thing we're going to be talking about first is, is Roman Reigns the best character in wrestling right now? Spoilers, yes. Let's talk about it. But firstly, we're going to be talking about Roman Reigns in particular, because... We've said it for months now that Roman Reigns is the best thing about SmackDown by far and away. Always like the shining light of the show is always anything that Roman Reigns is involved in. And we always say how without Roman, like we said on last week's show, the without Roman, SmackDown might not be that good a show. Um, but, oh man, this week in particular, something about everything that Roman did on this show, I was like, he's just the best and i i just i just want to like just gush about how good this character is and all the layers and everything surrounding him is so good all the time so let's just go through everything that roman did on the show and then we'll 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 talk about the actual question at hand also i'm i'm well aware that last week's smackdown was is smackdown actually good with a picture of roman on it and this week is the thumbnail is a picture of roman with the best so you know don't don't yell at me i I know it seems contradictory, but it does make sense, I promise. Anyway, the show started with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman coming out to the ring, neither Uso joining. And uh, Roman basically just saying that um, they they better make sure that the Usos still win. Uh, They've they've called their shot, and now they've got to follow through. The Usos come out, and he's basically, he asked Jimmy to acknowledge him. uh, And Jimmy just is kind of like, no. I don't think I will. It's fine. <laughs> He's just like, oh, it's not really about that. It's about winning the tag titles. Oos, etc. Uh, it was a good time. Um, and Roman specifically addresses Jay because it's it's the really small things that make this Roman character. He's kind of looking at both the Usos and he's just chilling. You know, he's got one hand in his pocket, just kind of chilling, chatting into the microphone. And he specifically looks at Jay and just says, our whole family's watching. And I was like, I know what that means. It means that there's going to be bad consequences if they don't win in their match. 
which is great because it is specifically addressing Jay to be like, you know what's going to happen if you <laughs> grew up here. Uh, and again, it's 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 the subtle layers that make this character great. Which led straight into the Usos versus the Mysterious for the tag team titles, which wasn't the main event, which was a brilliant little touch, just furthered the whole thing that Roman is right all the time. Because he says, if Jay goes along with what he said, he said last week, if Jay follows what Roman does, he goes a main event after main event after main event. But as soon as he starts tagging with Jimmy again, he's relegated to the opening match. And yet again, he's tagging with Jimmy and he's in the opening match. I was like, this is... Yes, all of this. Yes, take take all my yeses. Was great. Uh, yeah. So that that whole opening thing was just awesome. Yeah. Was that supposed oh, yeah. to be a Thunderdome, or was that a I have a thing to say, or was that a? It was, a, was, was like it? a Thunderdome. You said give was me it, all of your yes. yes, and you yeah, did a yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I'll it. Yeah. On the ball today, Pete. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, brain is engaged, as you can see. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you haven't uh, been able to tell from my fabulous YouTube channel, Tempest the Wrestler, where I break down how WWE fixed Roman Reigns, I'm a big fan of this character. You should go and subscribe to that channel if you haven't already. You should go watch that video. I think it's very good. This character, man, is so good. It's so good. Like you said, it's the layers. It's the, the nuance and the subtlety. Like, they don't hit you over the head with the details here they let they treat the audience like they're smart they treat the audience like you're smart enough to watch this and not need the commentary or whoever's involved to be like oh well you know what that means that means that this and that and the other thing and blah 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 and i was like no you don't need that you can treat the audience with some respect and give them the benefit of the doubt that they can watch this and know what's going on and that's exactly what's been going on with roman reigns for god almost a year now and it's so good it's such a complete just it's the complete opposite of everything else that happens in wwe and in this particular episode i i firmly believe that smackdown lives and dies with how much roman reigns content is on the show and a lot of the times that's difficult because roman doesn't wrestle on smackdown very often which is a good thing i'm not saying that that's a bad thing it makes him feel more special but he doesn't wrestle so very often so if he doesn't have like a big promo segment he doesn't really have a whole lot to do sometimes it'll mm -hmm. be pushed onto other things or the usos will take more of a of a you know spotlight which again isn't bad but if you want the show to be at its peak it's when roman reigns is the absolute center of attention this week it felt like pretty close to him being the center of attention he was able to come out and get the promo segment at the start of the show be involved throughout the show with backstage segments and then have be involved in the main event again and that is just perfect that's the perfect way to have a positive experience on this show and roman is just he's just so good he has the little details and the little subtle character moments and it's, we'll get into the promo segment he had backstage but everything about that promo segment was just fantastic like it was a work of art and a work of art as far as just manipulating people and we talked about his manipulation in the last couple of weeks oh it's so good so 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 good oh, love it dude that backstage promo i lost my mind i literally i had to pause watching for a second and i literally put my face in my hands and went oh my god like 
that was such a pretty also i've noticed that i i've rearranged my living room and i now have a different lighting setup and i realized that this cap is like cutting off my lighting so i'm gonna sort this out hold on you just uh, talk amongst yourselves all right so so roman reigns we've got the backwards hat eminem now okay we're good <laughs> i got half of a sentence in before i just said yeah backwards hat eminem <laughs> Roman Reigns is the best character in wrestling. I mean, it's a debate, and I've been looking at you know the the chat here and how this could be uh, quite a debate if we were to go back and forth with with mm. some of them. Um, I think it it ultimately comes down to your taste, but to me, it is he is definitely like a finalist as far as the best character in wrestling, and I don't see how he couldn't be. You know, yeah. he's he's so much more of a complete multi-dimensional character than half more than half than like 95% of people in wrestling right now. And it's not even just that he's a multi-dimensional character, but he's a multi-dimensional character put in the position to be top guy, which means that he gets to show off more of his character more often, which we said in the AEW stream during double or nothing that if, if you put Kenny Omega in as many segments as Roman Reigns is in, in as prominent a role, I know he's the champion, but you don't get to see Kenny Omega come out and cut like the promo segments at the start and end of the show or such and such, because AEW just doesn't really do that. But if Kenny Omega was put in that position, I don't know that he would be any worse than, than Roman Reigns as a character. That being said, like I can't hold that against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns being put in the best position that's it's just another thing that you add on to this package that is Roman Reigns. I don't know if you don't if you can't say that he's the best character in pro wrestling right now. Yeah, and the thing is as well, and I think it's a testament to the Reigns character, and also obviously all the people that are helping come up with the stories and writing and all that stuff, like Paul Heyman's got his fingerprints all over it. That it's almost a testament to Reigns that he's in so many segments every week, but he never feels overexposed. And that is a really hard balance to strike. Uh, it's a very interesting point, actually, from uh, SP3, who's in the chat. Hello, SP3. Uh, big Hi, fan. SP3. Um, Wrestling Dailies, SP3. You should go and subscribe to Wrestling Daily. It's a great channel. Uh, saying, Roman is the best character in wrestling, but I'm starting to feel the storyline is overrated. The backstage segment with Roman and the Usos was one of the best in WWE all year, though. That I will agree with. Uh, I did have my gropes with the story uh, this week, which I'll I'll get into. In fact, let's 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 continue on, because otherwise we're going to be talking about this for, for ages, because we've already been talking for 10 minutes. We've not even said anything that happens on the show yet. Um, we had the match between the Usos and the Mysterios. I thought this was a fun match. Um which was the opener. I loved the spot where Ray goes to slide out the ring. Jay catches him into a Samoan drop and Samoan drops him onto the commentary table. I thought that was really fun. Um, mm. And uh, it built up to a, a Dominic hot tag, which was great. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, he looked really good in the hot tag, I thought. And it went back and forth uh, after that hot tag, kind of like near falls on, on both sides, kind of both teams getting in their stuff. And then Dominic Mysterio, rolled up jimmy uso one two three and i went oh man like just a roll up and uso's lost clean mm, that kind of sucks but then props to the commentary for once they did a really good job michael cole was like oh did i see did i mm, i don't want to say and it was like he like you you could see that like something was happening like from the off they they were they were just like oh someone's a bit off here and i was like because i missed it entirely when it first happened 
And they showed on replays, they went back and showed it, Jimmy Uso kicked out at two, and the referee missed it, which I thought was wonderful. For this story, for this specific situation, that finish is absolutely perfect. That's the best finish you could have done in this match, because they did lose, technically, because the referee's decision is final. We even heard it on this show. They did technically lose, but... They shouldn't have lost. The referee missed the decision. It means the Mysterios get a win, an actual win. They retain their titles. But the Usos have a legitimate gripe as to why they couldn't win. And it's something that they can defend themselves against Roman with, but Roman won't accept as an excuse for losing. It just, mm, So many layers to it that all just fit so perfectly for this specific situation that they're in. The absolute perfect finish they could have done. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head there. I mean, mm. you everything that you just said was absolutely correct. The only thing I wish uh, would have been done better was like the actual finish itself, like mm. physically, because I thought it looked kind of stinky, you mm. know. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's that's not storyline based. That's just you know your actual wrestling match kind of thing where Jay uh, Jimmy Uso just kind of like landed on his feet basically and pretended to get the knees in the gut and then just you know slowly rolled over into a into a yeah. i've just seen this spot done a lot crisper before that's true um that being I will, said i will give him props though for jimmy's kick out it did actually look like a kick out that was legitimate yeah. and it wasn't like a really over the done like how did the referee not see that kind of kick out? i was like oh no the ref could see that but that was a kick out it was it was a very the actual kick out itself was was pretty good i thought yeah well once they got into the pin mm, i thought yeah. it was fine it yeah. was just everything getting into that from the sequence yes. uh that i mean that being said i thought that the idea for the finish was just really really good you know, like you said, it's just the perfect way to get Roman Reigns to be angry, but also still a heel because mm -hmm. like, come on, man, like, oh, they got they got cheated. It's a flu. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get him next time. It's like, no, you got to win every match because he didn't bring this up. But like, this doesn't happen to Roman. Roman mm. doesn't lose for any reason whatsoever. So if you're in the position where you're just that good and you just don't lose can't lose if you're in this family man you just yeah. lost you yeah, know you found exactly. a way to lose yeah oh man um roman was watching the match backstage and was pissed uh told Heyman to go get the usos they came back and i, I don't want to spend too long on this because we will talk about this forever if we do but this was genuinely my favorite segment on the whole show this was absolutely wonderful because the usos came back and they started off hot, just being like, man, you saw that. Like, Jimmy had a shoulder up. We shouldn't have lost this match. And Reigns just shouts over to be like, I don't want to hear it. Just shouts over him. And then he just dissects them. Like, and just saying that, like, they need to fix their mistake tonight. It's You, you better be glad that there's still time on the show, that you have time to fix your mistake. You better go do it. And he was saying, you guys are six-time tag team champions, but you've made the WrestleMania card once. And was it actually... It's twice. Twice. Wow. 34 and 35. Was it not 36? Oh, no, it was just Jimmy at 36, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the more you know. Fact check. Um, They've only check won one Roman. of the matches. Yeah. They've only Fact won once. Roman. But, yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, and him saying, um, but at, at this year's WrestleMania, alongside me, Jay got to close WrestleMania. Um, and then 
the best line on the whole show, for the best line I've heard in quite a while in WWE. Roman looks at Jay and says, do you understand my position, Jimmy? And I was like, wait, has Roman botched that line? Like, he's definitely looking at Jay. Why do he say Jimmy? And then and then it, like, the penny clicked. I was like, oh, no, Roman, you can't do that. And then Jay steps up and kind of, like, I was, like, half confused. He's like, who's some, I'm Jay. And he goes, oh, the way it's going doesn't matter anyway. And then walks off. And I was like, Roman, you're such oh. a dickhead. Oh, man. God, my heart when he said that line. Good God, I li- I had to pause the show and just put my head in my hands and be like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's just the whole story of Jay not wanting to be seen as Jimmy and wanting to be his own person and being like, don't want to be confused between who's that one out of the Usos. Roman using that against him last week and saying that he's going back to that and then bringing it up this week and purposefully mistaking Jay for Jimmy this week just to like reinforce that point. Oh my God, I love this story so much. It's perfect manipulation absolute perfect manipulation edge never manipulated anyone like roman reigns has manipulated the usos in this in this storyline and that's coming from like the biggest edge fan that you'll see Mm. oh my god it's so good i saw this promo segment and just went you know how we've been talking about how there needs to be like those big character moments in this storyline like every so often we're like feels like it's about time for a big character moment. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what this was. This show was a character moment for Jay Uso to be like, oh man, I don't want to be just one of the Usos. I want to be main event Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. That's so good. It's so smart. Like I yeah. watched this. So I watched the storyline and be like, this is smart storytelling. Whereas I watch every other segment on this show and I was like, Jesus Christ. This is raw with a blue coat of paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. I love it. There's still it's another so... match to talk about. There's, there's still more. Uh, so then the, uh, he, he walks off, just leaving him to it because he's a dick. Um, and then later on, they go to uh, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville saying they want it fixed. Sonya Deville says they'll review the footage and uh, give them a decision later. And later on, they just go up to the Mysterios and be like, hey, yeah, we've uh, we've reviewed the footage and uh, you'll have to defend your titles again tonight. And they just go, okay. And then walk back again. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. No, yeah. no fight. No, no. Okay, sure. Um, I, I kind of like this. I went back and forth on this yeah. in my head. And I was like, you know what? I feel like a good babyface team, like a babyface champion team would do this. I just like, yeah, it, all right. It, you know, it, we got it, one. It, yeah, we, if, we can if go they, beat if them they if they knew that, like, hey, that was actually a two count, we shouldn't have won that match, then, yeah, I could totally see them just saying, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I just thought sure. it was funny that okay was their only line. It wasn't like, <laughs> oh, you know, well, we did we did win unfairly earlier, so, yeah, we'll be happy to put our titles online. It was them just going, okay, and then walking yeah. off again. <laughs> it was cool. That's basically um, it. Cause I think Ray was said something like, oh, what? And Dominic is like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's fine. It's okay. We, yeah. we, we, go, we can go win. And Ray's like, oh, yeah? yeah? Okay. Let's do it then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. We're set into the main event. So here's where I have my gripes with the story. Okay. I didn't like that they got a title shot again on the same night. Would have been better to extend that out a week, personally. I just don't like it being on the same night. Um, I... Don't like that it was the main event because what was your main event if this didn't happen? Yep. I, it's just a great we have with WWE in general uh, when they set up their matches, set up their main events at like the start of the show or whatever. 
it's a yeah, pet peeve both of us have. Um, and also, to me, like the reason I wanted to extend it out a week, or, or maybe not even have them challenge again, was just because I wanted the consequences of them losing to be fully played out. Like I wanted Roman to like lose his mind over them losing. And granted, he already did that in the backstage promo, which was great. But I felt like there was more of that story that needed to be told. And I didn't want them to rush into another match again. I felt like there was more story to tell before they got another chance at the titles. So I wasn't a huge fan of it being on the same night personally. And the match itself. And I was expecting as well that this match would have started and immediately would something would have happened. Like they don't need to have another match. It should have been really an angle. I would, I was expecting anyway, they had a match. I'd say it was not as good as the opening match, but it was fine. It was all right. Um, yeah. Like this was one of those times where I was watching WWE matches and I was just like, it doesn't feel different, you know, Mm, like mm. in this, in this case in particular, I would want the, I would want the main event match and the opening match to feel different because stuff has happened throughout. I would want them to act different or wrestle different, be more aggressive something like that. Be angry because they've been cost this match in the opening match and, I don't didn't feel that way. This felt more like, oh, it's WWE. They have their one formula match to do. So we're just going to have them do that again with a different finish. And not a huge fan of that, but like, it's still like a good match. It just felt like I've watched it already on this show. In Mm. fact, you know, exactly. Yeah. Um, But having said that, when they did get to the finish and all the stuff post-match, I thought was really cool. So, uh, it got to a point where it looked like Jimmy was going to lose again, where he got hit with a 619 from Ray. Ray had tagged in Dom, and Dom looked like he was going to go for the pro- frog splash. And if he hit it, chances are he'd probably pin and win. Jimmy was going to be down for the three count. Before Dom could hit that frog splash, though, Roman Reigns comes in, smashes a Superman punch onto Dom, uh, causing the DQ finish. Uh, and you know what? This is an example of a DQ finish being done really, really well. This makes so much sense for this DQ finish. That, mm, yeah. yeah. See, on the surface. On the surface, if you'd have just gone, they did a match in the opener, they booked a rematch for the main event, and then that main event ended in a DQ. God, that sounds like an awful show. But all of this makes sense. All of this plays into their characters so perfectly because Jimmy was on the cusp of losing, and then Reigns comes in, causes the DQ, and screams at Jimmy... You're not going to embarrass his family twice in one night, which is just like that makes so much sense. Like he knew that Jimmy was going to lose. So to save the family from losing, granted, they lost by DQ, but it's better than having a pinfall finish. Right. And he came in, Superman punches Dom, beats up Dom, spears Ray, and then just goes ham on Dom, just like grabs the steps, starts mauling him. And Jimmy's like, hey, man, that's that's enough. You should stop that now. Like gets the guillotine on onto Dom and stuff like that. Jimmy walks out of the ring and calls to Jay. He's like, Jay, come on, let's go. And Jay's like, <laughs> what do I do? Uh Oh, um, and then he's he, like a he puppy, know, right? He's a puppy yeah. between two people who are both like, Hey, come yeah. here, boy. Come here, boy. Yeah. Come to me. Yeah. That's exactly it. And he doesn't know where to go. And he kind of like starts like slowly sauntering towards the side of the ring, like not really looking at Roman, like maybe I'll leave the ring. And Roman just walks straight up to him, gets in his face and just stares down at him. And I love this, that Jay couldn't look at him, couldn't make eye contact and couldn't make eye contact with Jimmy either. It was just kind of looking down, just like, man, I don't know what to do here. 
um, which was beautiful stuff. Roman then beats up Dom a bit more, and then the show just goes off the air. So, again, a little gripe. Really would have liked to see a decision from Jay before the cameras go off the air, because now I'm asking, like, well, what happens after the cameras stop? They don't yeah. stop existing. What did Jay do? Why don't we know that? Um, it's something that I, we've spoken about before. I think it was in, like, you know, there was a, a finish for Hell in a Cell last year where I think Drew slammed the Hell in a Cell shut. And then yeah. the cameras got off and it goes to Raw Talk after and they're not there. It's like, well, what did they do then? Where did they go? Yeah. Come on, guys. Um, but other than Screenwriting. that. Screenwriting. Screenwriting. Yeah. You got to think about what happens 15 seconds after the camera cuts. Exactly. Yeah. Beca- because this is a live format and the time of the show operates on our time, you have to think about these things. It has to be a definitive close to it. Uh, but that is a minor gripe because the storytelling involved in it was absolutely brilliant the heartbreak all over jay's face is wonderful all of these characters work so well and i said this in my editor review earlier the reason this story works so much better than any other story in wwe is the fact that these are fully formed characters who have their own motivations and they actually get affected by other people's actions and their characters change based off their actions and other people's actions and you never see that in wwe ever they're their character, they have their story, and then they're the same character afterwards. It's like taking out one of the most fundamental parts of storytelling of characters going through changes. That's it's literally it's literally part of the hero's journey. That's literally that's a thing. It's it's <laughs> it's an actual concept of storytelling that WWE don't do. Um, and that's why this story works so well. So is Roman Reigns the best character in wrestling? I would say yes. Yeah, I mean, like you just said, the Everything in this storyline feels like it has meaning. We're not, yes. we're never just kind of like spinning our tires on things. Wins and losses matter in this storyline, which makes a DQ finish matter more because it's not a tried and true win or loss. Like everything matters. And all of the actions of the characters have consequences, as you've said, which is the complete opposite of everything else that we've seen on WWE, as we'll get to on this show in particular. Because I'm going to lose my mind. But yeah, it's just so good. And I will say, in terms of Roman Reigns being the best character in wrestling, I will say that as his current presentation shows that he is. However, there are other characters that I feel uh, just as deeply connected to in wrestling as I do with Roman Reigns that just aren't being given the amount of screen time as he is. And that is like you know, that that's the deal, you know? And again, I'm not blaming anybody for that. And I think it definitely benefits Roman Reigns in that case. But if, if Kenny Omega and if Hangman Page as well were able to get as much screen time and character development in such a short period of time as Roman Reigns, then I think that I would probably pick one of them as the best characters in wrestling. That being said, they're not given as much screen time. So with the screen time that Roman is given... Gotta have to go with Roman. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, let's see what uh, what you guys thought, because we have spoken about that for quite a long time. Uh, let's get into your Ultra Chats. Yeah, if you guys want to get in your Ultra Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, link is on screen right now. You can get your messages in, and we will make sure to get through every single one of them before the show gets off air today. Uh, James Markin comes in to say, I don't like this story. Excuse me. Uh, your new tag champs are jokes already to make your top champion look more badass. They don't really win the first match and then get destroyed by the top star in the company. WWE is still sacrificing everyone to get one guy over. I disagree with that. Um, I think the Mysterious actually came out looking stronger than they did going into this show. Um, because literally by association, they... And the thing is... You say they don't really win the first match. They did win the first match. Granted, Jimmy did kick out. There was a, a referee discrepancy, but they it, it, the referee's decision is final. They they won that match. That's that's how it goes. Um, they held their own against the Usos. Fine. They held their own in the second match. They were on the cusp of winning the second match. They hit the six one nine. If if, if they hit the frog splash, they would have beaten them. And yeah, they got beaten up by Roman. They'd been in two matches that night. And it's Roman Reigns. Like, I, I strongly disagree that they look like jokes. Yeah, and also, we've been saying for, like, years that WWE doesn't uh, push one person as a star. They push the brand, and that's a the whole that whole argument and everything. You know, sometimes, if you've got one star, like they do on SmackDown, that's the point. He's the focus of the show. And if you use other things to get him over, that's not a bad thing. I'm not going to be upset that, Ro- that they're giving Roman Reigns more when he's by far the best thing on the show and by far the biggest star in the company right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. 
Uh, Charles Berg says uh, he's the best character easily. He has nuance and a very clear goal that drives all his actions, which is something a lot of characters and stories in wrestling lack. But I think the real question should be, why can't they do this with everybody? Three out of five show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's partially what you said. I do agree that they should be doing more of this with everybody. They couldn't do it with everyone because they don't have the amount of screen time uh, and you can't have everyone be the top star in the company at the same time. That doesn't make sense. Um, but they absolutely can have more people with character. Additionally, you can also just have wins and losses matter. Yeah. The idea yeah. of consequences and actions and con- and and everything like that that we just talked about how everything matters in the storyline, you can apply that to everything in WWE. If they just had good writers and good storylines, that's not the, the you don't need to pour this this year-long storyline with character development into every single storyline, but mm-hmm. you should have everything in every storyline matter. That is like the baseline of why this is successful because things matter. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Steven Guzman says, uh, so for me, it's between Roman and Kenny Omega as best character in wrestling for me personally. Uh, A part of me wants to pick Roman, but I just get this feeling the overall arc won't end well. And it makes me nervous watching the storyline. Am I crazy here? Uh, No, Uh, WWE doesn't have a good track record. Um, You know, that's totally reasonable for you to, to not expect it to end well. Uh, I've been in similar kind of before Roman came back last year. I was very much at that point where I never got invested in any storyline because I was like, well, it's never going to go anywhere. Like nothing's going to matter at the end of the day. So who cares? Right. Um, So yeah, you're, you're definitely not crazy for thinking that because it's totally possible. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's still WWE. So yeah, exactly. This, they could mess this up at any point, but they've been going so long with Roman Reigns and it being good. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt this one time. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Kidd says, uh, I think uh, Roman is 1A to Adam Page is 1B, uh, with the edge being that Roman is used every week. The emotional ride that Page is going through tugs at your feelings. It sure does. Sure yeah. does. Um, and I'll say that um, the J the, the J backstage segment for this one, that tugged at my feelings this week. Goodness me. That, mm-hmm. that line. Oh, my God. <laughs> you understand my so position, good. Jimmy? Who's I'm Jay. <laughs> But for now, let's talk about the rest of SmackDown. Um, so we had that whole opening bit with the uh, with uh, Roman, and then we had the Usos versus the Mysterios, and the Roman backstage segment. Then we had a Seth Rollins interview, which was uh, basically nothing. Um, we got a recap of Rollins attacking Cesaro. Kayla Braxton brings up Cesaro, and then Rollins doesn't want to talk about Cesaro, so he takes off the mic, and that was it. I'd rather he just not be on the show. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know what the point of this was, really. Uh, sure. Yeah. I've, I've, That's a story that's still going on, I guess. I'm so not interested in this story, and when they just have like a five minute segment completely wasting my time, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't, it makes it, it's go away heat. Give yeah. Cesaro something else to do. Give Seth Rollins something else to do. Yeah, legit. Uh, we then had the first of three backstage segments involving the Street Profits, and I tell you what, Tempest. I quite like this show long story. It made sense. The characters made sense. It's more of what we were talking about with Roman. Oh, crazy. So Street Profits backstage. Chad Gable comes up to them and says, hey, man, profits are down. Like you guys, 
forward. I've been looking at the tapes. You've got like six less itches on your frog splash lately. I can help you. All you need to do is join the Alpha Academy. We can get you right back to where you belong. Are you with me, guys? And they're like, no. <laughs> and then they walk off. <laughs> Which, like, you know, I don't blame them. It's Chad Gable in the Alpha Academy. Also, you could just say no nicely. They were being a bit mean to good, mm-hmm. good old Chad. He was just trying to help. God. I will say um, about about nice. this this whole thing, the only mm. thought that I had about it was it really does just feel like of the four or I guess maybe five tag teams they've got, it's literally just like, okay, that one got finished wrestling that one. Mm-hmm. That one's now going to wrestle that one. Yeah. This whole tag division doesn't feel like wins and losses matter because it's just, we will finish wrestling Rude and, and Ziggler. Now we're going to wrestle Alpha Academy. And the Mysterios finish wrestling Alpha Academy and now they're going to wrestle Rude and Ziggler. Now they're going to wrestle the Usos. It really mm-hmm. just, just kind of feel like hit shuffle and, and we'll get a rivalry out of it and go for a few weeks. That's very fair. I did like the fact that Chad Gable was mentioning to the Street Profits about this stuff after they'd lost to the Usos. So at least mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's not like the Profits had come off the back of three wins and then Chad Gable goes, hey man, you've not been doing well lately. Yeah. Which, you know, which is something that WWE would have done, I reckon. Um, so at least that made sense. Um, which was good. Uh, we'll talk about the other two now as well, because it was a show long story. Might as well. Um, we had the second one later on where uh, Otis goes up to the Street Profits and he was saying... Uh, Hey guys, you are being really disrespectful to Chad. You should totally apologize to him. He's great and he's just trying to help you. And uh, Montez Ford is like, um, nah, I'm not going to apologize to anyone because we have no need to. Also, Chad Gable's holding you back. Do you not see that? Like, what has he done for you since you've actually joined? Like, realistically, what has he done for you? And Otis is like, hmm. And then he just beats him up because he's Otis. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, he just punches Montez Ford, just pushes Dawkins into like a crate and walks off. I was like, cool all right this is a a story that's progressing i'm into it this is all right but then we got the best one which was a third one which was street profits just by themselves and they cut they said the same words that they would normally say in their own promo but they said it very quietly very serious very subdued and they just spoke like people and montes forbes just saying you know chad gable saying that we've been uh disrespectful when the only people that I can see being disrespectful is Chad Gable and Otis. And he just, and the, the, the whole tone of the promo was completely different. And he just comes in at the end and he goes, and the street profits are up and we want the smoke. And I was like, why am I now really into this? Like, <laughs> I really want to see this match. And it's like, it's the same as normal, but such a, a drastic shift in tone that it makes us feel completely different from every other Street Profits promo we've ever seen from them before in WWE. And it made it feel like, oh, this is like, this is serious. They actually, they mean this. This is good. And it made me invested in it. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was basically the opposite of the promo they had on the Usos a couple of weeks ago. But their promos make me want to see their matches. And that's mm-hmm. not something I can say about a lot of WWE. So that, that gets a thumbs up from me. That's that's good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought, you know, for, for a few that started on this show, I was like, man, <laughs> they've actually got me invested out with nothing. This is pretty yeah. good. Like, it's a good job building this uh, building this match that I want to see. And they'll probably do it next week and then it will lead to nothing. But it's not actual proper feud. Who knows? But, you know. Um... <laughs> Sorry, it just <laughs> in the chat. If uh, Dawkins started doing his yeah and clapping while trying to do a serious <laughs> tone, oh, that's that quite good. Very good. Uh, very good. 
Um, we then had a match between Carmella and Liv Morgan. I've seen a lot of people really down on this. I quite like this match. I, sorry, but I, I quite like both these people. They both had little in-screen promos putting over their characters. And sure, they're very basic characters of Carmella being like, I'm hot. And Liv goes, Haha, no, I'm hot. And that's about it. That's about the extent of their characters, which isn't great. But it only went like two minutes. But I think both of them have improved in ring so much. that I was like, wow, that's actually this is pretty good. This is not bad at all. And they had, I, I genuinely, one of my favorite things. It's so I have two opposite ends of the spectrum for Carmella. Stop doing the Melega round. It's the worst. She didn't do it in this match. So thumbs up. She, she has the worst move in wrestling, but also the code of silence is really cool. And she always gets into it really smoothly and it looks really nice. It's really cool. She got it in here on, on, uh, on Liv Morgan and tapped right in about two minutes. But I'm, I want to see more of Liv Morgan. I think she's really good. I think both of them are really good and have improved a lot. Though there was a bad commentary line of Michael Cole saying, Liv Morgan, going it alone tonight. Wonder why, why is that, that is, Cole. Michael? Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. Oh, my God. How... Mm. How do yeah. you make that? How do you make that comment? I don't know. I've been doing this for like 24 years. Anyway, um, I, anyway, yes. yeah, I, I mean, it was a two minute match. So it was like, it was as good as it could be. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that they, these matches will be building up Carmella for a match with Bianca Belair after the Bailey feud. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't really see the point of it. Like it to me feels like they are keeping Carmella strong to have a viable challenger. And if it's just that she's winning matches to at one point be positioned for a title shot, I think that's totally fine. That being said, if they don't go that direction and these are just random matches on SmackDown, then I really don't see the point of it. But I don't think that's the case. I think she will be the next challenger. So again, benefit of the doubt. Let's just cross our fingers and hope we get there. Yes, uh, and Carmella's new thing is being announced as the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. That's her thing now, apparently. Sure. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Bianca Belair cut a promo um, saying that people are laughing sorry. at Bailey. No, wait, sorry, well, go ahead. Well, yeah, we, we got a comment here saying we're dissing Cole for no reason. Was he supposed to act like nothing happened? Kinda. Mm. How about you just don't don't mention it? Yeah. Don't bring it yeah. up. Don't be like, oh, yeah. she's coming in this match alone when you just fired her tag partner. Yeah. Like, no, don't, move. don't, don't do that. Or at very yeah. least, you can say, like, oh, her tag team partner was released. Like, do it officially, yeah. Yeah. like or an like, actual yeah. commentator. Actually, mention it. Yeah. Yeah. God. <sighs> it's, it's either one, it's either don't mention it at all or bring up and say, and say the truth and say, Ruby Wright was released recently. So Liv Morgan is here alone tonight. It's one of the two, one of the other. Don't just be like, well, Liv Morgan fighting alone. Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us why, Michael. God. Um, anyway, Bianca Belair, cut promo. I'm not blaming Michael Cole. It's not his fault. It's, it's, what, it's, it's what he's told to say, obviously. But, you know, same thing. Uh, Bianca Belair, cut a promo, saying that people are laughing at Bailey, not with her. She challenges Bailey at Hell in a Cell. Bailey comes up on the Tron. Accepts the match, then she laughs some more. Then all the screens in the Thunderdome turn into Bailey laughing. How do they keep <sighs> latching on to the worst things? Like I really liked Bianca's promo. I thought it was a good babyface promo. promo. 
It wasn't yeah. like anything I'll really remember in a week or two, but it was like a good promo. I was happy while I was watching it. And I was hoping that we were going to get another promo like we got a few weeks ago where Bailey came on and cut like a really serious promo and it was really good. Bailey, serious, ser- serious Bailey is really good. She's one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE. I will say I completely loved her little sanctuary to herself. I thought that was really fun. I totally want to believe that that's her basement, that she mm-hmm. just has a shrine. But I hate the laugh. It's channel changing heat. Like, if I w- if I could fast forward through this show and she just started laughing, I would just hit the skip button and come out on the other side of it and not listen to it. It's, oh my God, they keep doing this. They keep latching on to the worst possible thing. They love channel changing heat. It's just the worst. And like, I love Bailey so much. Whoever told her to originally laugh, why did you have to do it in a way that Vince liked it, Bailey? Come on, man. (laughs) She's a hacker now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a hacker now. She can get into the thunder. Yeah, let's not even think about the logistics of her <laughs> actually changing all the Thunderdome screens to herself. God, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks real bad. And Bianca yeah. just standing there with the title, just looking around, and be like, "What's happening?" It's like, oh god. She looks like an idiot. Bailey's an idiot. Everyone's an idiot. God, I hated this so much. Do you want to know what I hated more though? God, it was this next match. <laughs> yes, yes, it friggin' was. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So we got some, somehow we got a video package between Shinsuke Nakamura and King Corbin. How was this worth a video package? Sure, whatever. Um, then Shinsuke's entrance with Rick Boogs is very fun. Thumbs up for that. It's it's very fun. Pat McAfee getting on the country table and, and rocking out. That's that's quite fun. I'm, I'm on board. That's that's interesting. This match between Nakamura and Corbin was a nothing match. It, it was it was pretty boring. Nothing really happened. Then Corbin just kind of drags Nakamura onto the floor, rolls him up, and pins him. One, two, three. Ace Corbin deep in the gooch. Mm. Corbin wins. Corbin goes out, grabs the crown that is his, rightfully his, runs off. But as he gets to the outside, Rick Boogs is there, grabs his ankle on the floor. Boogs got taken out during the match, got like uh, shoulder tackled onto the floor. Grabs his ankle, holds him in place while Shinsuke beats up Corbin. Takes the crown back, puts it on, and then they and then they celebrate as they walk away. Okay. Okay. Why are you celebrating? You lost! You lost, Shinsuke! You moron! It's not your crown! It's Corbin's! Why are you taking it from him? Also, it's two-on-one assault! Boogs is literally holding him in place, and Shinsuke's beating him up. They're the heels! They're taking someone else's property for no reason. It d- and you lost. You didn't even win. You're just celebrating with it and playing all your music like you've won. You lost. Stop being sore losers. WWE doesn't understand baby faces. This doesn't make any sense. God, this just annoys me so much. 
I don't even know where to start with <laughs> with all this. Like, I don't think I've seen a, a storyline that is just fundamentally wrong in every sense like yeah. this in quite some time. This is this to me is the new Reginald of SmackDown. They took that they took that garbage and moved it over to Raw. And you know what? I don't watch Raw, so that's good. That's a plus. That's a net positive for SmackDown to lose Reginald and that whole women's tag team title scene. That being said, they have like this is I can't even put into words. Like what what are they doing? Have they never read a book? Have they never read or watched a movie? When do you ever see this in a movie where the the hero of the storyline loses all the time? The the, the villain beats him all the time and the, the good guy steals his property. And 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 they double team the bad guy and they make him look foolish, but the bad guy keeps beating him. What? What? is happening for like this isn't even taking into account the idea that baron corbin is just better than shinsuke nakamura and has been better than shinsuke nakamura solidly and decisively throughout this entire feud nakamura gets beat by baron corbin every time they wrestle and decisively all wins by distraction that's the only way you can win oh my god like just put that out of your mind at how ridiculous that that is to think mm-hmm. that, you know, five years ago, Shinsuke Nakamura, best wrestler in the world, signs with WWE. Here he is just losing to Baron friggin Corbin and stealing his goddamn crown. Put that out of your mind and just look at it as a as a a baby face and heel thing. The rules of these people are completely diametrically opposite. I don't understand. Like, they could not screw this up more than Mm. they are right now. Like, I genuinely don't think that there is a way to ruin this more than it's already been ruined. I've got a comment from the chat here that explains quite a lot. If you just pretend that Corbin's turned face, it makes sense. That's the problem! You have to pretend he's a face, and he's not! He's Corbin! (laughs) He's the biggest heel! Yeah. God, yeah. that's the problem with the story. This is not a face. If he was a face, this is a fine story. But he's not. God. Also, this is unrelated to the overall problem here. But they set a line on commentary here that really made me think. Am I crazy? Am I like maybe I've just been thinking wrong for like six, seven years now? Is Baron not his name? Is his name Baron? Or is that a title? I I mean, a Baron is a title, but I assume yeah. his name was Baron Corbin. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. That's what I thought. But right? they said a line on commentary here saying, first he was a Baron. Oh, then God. He was a con- now he's a king. And I was like, I wait, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Like, are you trying to tell me that he's got a, a regular human name he's got a first name that's not baron 
and for he's just been a baron ace like that's his title in wwe <laughs> what's his real name is that why he, he was constable corbin and now king corbin he's getting new titles what's his no, name no, nothing's his baron like his nxt gimmick with the long hair and the biker outfit <laughs> yeah he's just a baron how do you get the title of baron in 2014 when he debuts oh my god <laughs> figure it out lawrence corbin jesus christ <laughs> lawrence corbin his name is reginald reginald leopold Man, corbin <laughs> bartholomew corbin his oh name my is god Bart. oh this goodness this me. is what i want to find the answer to if i ever interview baron corbin which god forbid i'm gonna what is your first name in in storyline <laughs> is your name baron or is that your title must know the people must know oh god uh <sighs> anyway <laughs> we talked about way too long on that segment Let's move on to the Intercontinental Championship match between Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens. Commander Aziz banned backstage, uh, sorry, banned at ringside. So he attacks Kevin Owens backstage before the match. Classic. Um, and he uh, yeah, beats him up a lot before the match, uh, shoves a crate into his ribs. And Owens is, boy howdy, is he selling those ribs for the whole match? Uh, Cruz is also targeting the ribs uh, through it as well. And he um, continues on, even to the point where, like, Owens uh, goes to run off the ropes, bounces off the ropes, and is like, oh, no, and falls to the floor because his ribs hurt too much. It was like, it was it was a big beatdown for one pushed crate into the ribs. Um, but the, I liked the finishing move of this match I really liked because it was Apollo Crews hitting a Death Valley driver onto the apron. And based off the whole ribs beatdown through the whole thing, he just pinned him off that. That makes a ton of sense. That's really cool. A Death Valley driver on the apron? You never see people win with that. That's like a transition move in NXT. It's great. <laughs> um, but it, it ended it with, with that. Really cool. I have other gripes with this, though. Uh, Cruz looks proper rubbish. Goodness me. Because he would have lost in, like, a minute last week. Owens oh. just hit all the big moves, hit a stunner. And if Aziz wasn't there to hit the Nigerian nail on the head, then he would have, you know... He would have lost straight up in like a minute. This week, after Owens is already injured before the match, he can only just get a win. This was a very competitive match. Like, pop-up powerbomb was hit. Like, the only big move that Owens didn't hit was, like, the stunner. That was it. That's the only move, the only, like, big move that Owens normally hits that didn't get hit in this one. So, like, Cruz looks proper crap. Like, he only just managed to get the victory over Owens here. But he d he does win, retains the title, and then Sami Zayn comes out and Haluba kicks Owens afterwards. And I was like, the match was fun. It was it was a decent match, but like, Cruz does look proper crap coming out of it. Yeah, I I liked the match. I enjoyed it. I I kind of went back and forth because like obviously Commander Aziz is banned from ringside and still attacks mm -hmm. him backstage. And I kind of thought about it more. And I was like, you know what? That makes at least a bit of sense, you mm -hmm. know? Like, I can believe that a heel would do that. It's like, oh, I can't be a ringside. I'll attack him before the match. Sure, I, I, I get that. And I don't know if they're going to keep this Kevin Owens thing going because there's a lot of different moving pieces all kind of connected here. We know that Big E's not going to feud with Aleister Black now. So presumably he will still be involved in this four-way Intercontinental title feud. But 
I don't know. We'll we'll see where that goes. I would like to see Apollo Crews just get a win one of these right? times. You know, maybe not necessarily in this match, but one of these times he just needs to like beat someone. I don't know who that is. Have him beat Chad Gable or something. Like, just get some wins is all I'm asking. Like some good, solid, clean, decisive wins that would make me believe that when he does lose the Intercontinental title, he's not just going to go back to what he was, which is like a very low mid-card person. If he can get a few of those wins, I'll be really happy. But for the sake of this match, like, yeah, I enjoyed it. It had a good finish. I like Apollo Cruz's work. I like Kevin Owens' work. Kevin Owens is really good selling, you know? So there's just, there's a lot to like in this match. If, if they go and give Apollo Crews some wins in the, in the near future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and then after that, we got the, uh, the Street Profits promo that we mentioned before. And then the main event of the Uses versus Mysterios. Um, so overall, <clears throat> I thought this was a solid show. Um, I had my gripes with the, with the Roman stuff, as I've mentioned. Um, but those are minor points in comparison to the overall thing of the story is really good that I'm just really into. Um, I quite liked a lot of the other stuff, like the in-ring stuff made a lot of sense to me, like the Cruz owens match was still a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I quite liked the um, Carmella Liv Morgan match, even though it was only like two minutes, and I know a lot of people didn't. Uh, overall, I gave the show a four out of five, because even the stuff that wasn't that good, I felt at least progressed the story. Like, at least we've now got Bailey Bianca, at Hell in a Cell confirmed. Like, it was, the stories felt like they furthered, even, even though the ones, even apart from Corbin and Nakamura, because... <clears throat> But I still think it's a four out of five show for me. Like a low four. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I would say it's a three out of five for me personally. Just because, I mean, that that Corbin Nakamura thing was like really bad. That was really bad. Didn't really enjoy the, the Bailey promo segment that much. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I mean, there were other bits and bobs kind of throughout the show where I was like, eh, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. But that being said, the Roman Reigns whole series and the matches the usos and the mysterios had were like really good and that bumped it up so i'm gonna go like kind of in the an upper three a high three mm-hmm. out of five yeah. i would say makes sense uh right i'm insane uh not so dominant four but a pretty <laughs> intense four yeah very good appreciate it appreciate it uh it seems that the uh majority of the uh the swaft nation agreed with you uh on the community tab here on the podcast channel uh majority of people voting for a three out of five 52 percent going for a three out of five uh 28 going slightly higher at the four so very much in that kind of high three low four range that we just mentioned seemed to be in a general consensus there which is good it means you people aren't idiots so that's nice yeah, uh, yeah it's nice to agree with the, the people every once isn't in a it, while isn't it yeah. nice yeah not uh, just also, be called a an idiot in the comment yeah. section for know, thinking yeah. something's a three out of five or a mm. four out of five and i'll be honest guys i thought about that number score for about two seconds yeah you don't need to exactly. get worked up about it Uh, before we get into the rest of your ultra chats, which we will get to, we're going to get through all of them. Last chance to get those in, russeltalk.com forward slash support. Get your messages in now because we will get through all of them before we end the show. We need to, need to, we first need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. 
If you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, you should. Patreon.com slash WrestleTalk. Uh, the voting for WrestleTalk Extra for this month is going on right now. So you guys get to choose which show Ollie and Luke get to review for WrestleTalk Extra for this month. It's a whole retro review uh, of an old show that they've not reviewed before. I believe currently winning is King of the Ring 1998. Uh, so you can go watch that, that classic pay-per-view. You know the one uh, with The Hell in a Cell that one um mm-hmm. so yeah so uh if if you want to make sure that that show wins or try and get another show to win you can head on over to the patreon page to influence that vote that's available for five dollar backers and above and if you pledge at the 25 dollar above mm, my words 25 dollars or above tiers there we go you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets run on a show much like this one so thank you to my immortal is my favorite song mashy Woo! yeah thank you Thank you to the Cyclone, Brandon Sires. Woo, Cyclone. Top mod, that man. Dustin, the Professor, Layton. Woo. Yeah. Thank you very much. Superkick, Nick Mazesco. Yeah. Woo. Thank you very much. The $100 man, C.D. Horvath. Woo. Thank you very much. The Kessel Run, DX Solo. Woo, yes. Thank you very much. Ryan, Disco Stewart. Woo. <laughs> thank you very much. He can last Sean for longer than you in the ring. Yeah, he sure can. <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Good Old Fox. Woo! Thank I you like very much. That one. The cleaner, Kenny Shaw. Woo! Thank you very much. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Woo! Thank you very much. And finally, Will always mark out for Ollie Landrum. What a terrible choice. Why would you mark out for Ollie and not the intangibles? Absolutely. I made Thank it you through much. all those without messing one up. I'm very proud well of myself. done. Better than I did. Let's get into uh, the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Last call for those. Uh, we've got one here from Mads Albeck Christensen that says, uh, where would you rank the current Roman Reigns character in the grand scheme of things, not just current wrestling, but throughout history? Um, it's, pre- it, it's pretty up there. It's weird to say because it's a different kind of character because I feel like there's been a lot more wrestlers that are like more over. You know, you just have a character that's really good that people just really like where it's like The Rock, you know? When he was, obviously he's had different variations of The Rock when he's been like Hollywood Rock and things like that. But like, you don't often see a wrestling character that just goes through normal storytelling beats. Like their character just develops because of the the matches and things that happen to them. So it's a really odd one to place because there's been better wrestling characters, but also this is one of the best storytelling characters. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I know what you mean. Um, it'll be interesting. I can't really say right now. I want to see where things are uh, at the end of it, you know? Like, I want to be able to look back, take a step back and look at the whole character in full and this whole storyline before I kind of decide where he fits into the hierarchy of wrestling characters in my mind. Because, again, like a lot of the time when you think of like great characters, you think of like, well, Ted DiBiase was a great character or Randy Mm. Savage was a great character. And a lot of the time it's like this this gimmick, this character, this this, you know, three bullet points of what the the character was is what you think of as opposed to like if you looked at this roman reigns and said look at randy savage 
in the mega powers and turning heel, that's more of like an apt comparison because it's like mm. a, a character progression taking place over time, you know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting after it's done to take mm. a look back on it because I don't know that it's like the very top, but it's, it's the best WWE has done in a long, long time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Blind Raw comes in to say, am I too optimistic in believing that when live fans come back, they gauge the engagement towards the Roman storyline, they're finally going to do the same for their other storylines. I want the show to be great for everyone, not just those with Roman. Short answer, yes, you are too optimistic. Yeah. The other storylines don't have Paul Heyman writing them. Mm, Yeah. Uh, And they don't have Roman Reigns at the forefront. Yeah. Soz. Uh, Caleb Maldonado says, uh, wouldn't it be better if Adam said no and the Usos go to the ref and threaten him, have Sonya grant them a rematch and then continue the Adam-Sonya feud they have as well as the Roman storyline? What's the Adam-Sonya feud? Like, Sonya's just like kind of undermining Adam every so often. That's the feud, I guess. Yeah. Where's that going? I I think what they did was fine, personally. Yeah. It was fine. They even had a little bit where Adam was just saying, like, well, the referee's decision is final. And Sonya goes, oh, no, we'll take a look at the footage and we'll get back to you. So they're still they're still playing up, keeping that plate spinning for something, I'm sure. Yeah. It's going to be great. They, if they went to a referee and was like, hey, you need to reverse the decision or whatever. I feel like that opens a bigger can of worms that, mm-hmm. well, now every time there's a screwy finish, let's just harass the referee and get him to change it, which yeah. has never been something that WWE's done well i should say never almost never yeah so totally. yeah, I don't know. yeah uh anderson floyd says uh, as soon as i heard roman called jay jimmy i immediately wanted to discuss it with pete he echoes my thoughts like i just talked to him personally liw four 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 life i'm just so relatable that's what it is yeah i'm just a genius um tyler woodward says uh slim choppy <laughs> is when uh, when is the new LP coming out? Seriously though, Roman is the best thing on WWE ATM, ex- except for the Indian Dexter story. Uh, I really uh... don't understand the hate. I really don't understand the hate you have towards it, Tempest. Do you not like love? Also, you screwed Louis. Jam that jam. Well, we've spoken enough about Dexter Loomis on the NXT podcast, so yep. you know we're if not going to rise if... to that. We're not going to rise to that yeah. bait here, Tyler. If you want to try and understand it listen to our NXT podcasts. Every yeah. podcast virtually we've done since WrestleMania has involved some sort of discussion about the Dexter Loomis character. Yeah. So if you don't understand it, maybe not listen carefully. You know, that, that sentence didn't make sense. Listen more yeah. carefully. You're not listening carefully. One of those two. <laughs> Careful. Listen, uh, Isaiah Garner says, uh, as a WWE lifer, I've tried my best to hold out hope that they'll eventually get better. The stuff with Roman is excellent, but everything else is eh at best. Uh, but after all the releases, I just couldn't believe it. That for me is what turned me 100% to AEW. And that is totally fair. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you want to take over these ones, Tempest? Yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? We've got uh, some more WWE chats. Uh, from Basil Banks saying WWE just hired two black women to write for SmackDown starting next week. And you know, they didn't start this week because of the things in both women's segments, especially the live Carmella, uh, what those segments were about. You can always count on Roman being great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I, I've seen about that, about the WWE highs. I'm quite, but yeah. it's good. Good on I, them. I like the idea of more uh, voices in that room with different perspectives and hopefully that can lead to better stories being told. Maybe I'm working myself in that case because it's WWE, 
but fingers crossed yeah. optimism that mm-hmm. one guy i know says it's a good name with all the cuts being made why would brian danielson want to re-sign he wants to work with new talent but there really isn't any uh for having a ton of talent smackdown and raw has very few ideal matchups i can only think of priest and gable i mean he's been there for a while that being said like there's still a lot of big matches that daniel bryan hasn't had you know daniel bryan hasn't had like a big feud with like seth rollins and that would be a really good match just crazy you know like he had like a few matches back when they were the shield but and there's there's one that I've really liked to see him have a good feud with, and that's Shinsuke Nakamura, because he hasn't really done that. I think he's had like one singles match with Nakamura, and it lasted like twelve minutes on SmackDown yeah. once, and that was it. And it ended with DQ or something, some kind of shoddy roll up or something, and that was it. Like, come on, you got yeah. you got Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura. Come on, guys. Yeah, I think there's still possibilities, but he'll he'll do what he wants to do, and I think that's fine. Uh, and that one guy I know follows up by saying, to add to my other comment, maybe Drew or Lashley, but honestly, I've grown tired of them. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's Roar, in it? Yeah. Don't like that show on this uh, on this here podcast. Uh, yeah. Rat with Wings says, I refuse to watch WWE, but I always tune in every morning to watch my boys tear their hair out at how bad it is. Keep fighting the good fight and screaming at the brick wall that is Vince McMahon. L-I-W for life. I don't tear my hair out. I wear a mask. And Basil Banks, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for uh, people to tear their hair out, you're on the wrong uh, channel. I'll be honest. Uh, And Basil Banks says, upon further thought, I did like the Liv Mella match. It was just the I'm hot, so I'm better thing that really annoyed me. And props to Bailey for having that shrine feature. Nothing from the hugger era playing into what she told Bianca in that serious promo. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. There was only heel moments in her little shrine. And that like makes that a lot one. of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say they had about maybe four photos that they just repeated because they yeah. couldn't be bothered to find more <laughs> <laughs> or maybe made it quickly. It's also probably more yeah. likely. Um, yeah. But yes. Uh, and uh, oh, we've, oh, we've got one more. Yep. Yeah, there's one. One left from Hannah Allen saying, love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Feel the love. L.I.W. Oh, thank you. Thank you. For life. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for all your old chats. Uh, I uh, didn't mention it at the start of the show, but I'll mention it now, by the way. Uh, for all the weeks that AEW is going to be on a Friday night, we will not be doing AEW Dynamite reviews. That includes the news, that includes on the podcast reviews, because other people ain't going to work Saturdays, soz. Um, so yeah, we will just continue reviewing SmackDown for all the weeks that AEW is on Fridays, which I believe is the rest of the month? Question mark? Maybe? Um... But however many weeks it is from now, I, I forget off the top of my head. Um, yeah, we will just continue doing SmackDown reviews. No AEW Dynamite reviews for however long they're on Fridays. So, Tempest, something that I wanted to, to, to bring up to you. I was just watching a, a YouTube video earlier today or yesterday, whenever it was. I can't remember. What is time? Um just watching a, a YouTube video, which is just like a, a compilation of this guy that I like to watch, a guy by the name of Jules Conroy, uh, who also goes by Family Jules on YouTube, who, do, who does uh, covers of songs and, and things and such. But he's also just a streamer, does like speed running and things like that. And on YouTube, he does like cut downs or like a highlights from his Twitch streams, um, just like little funny bits and, and pieces and stuff. And 
he he had a video where someone uh in his twitch chat you just saw on the on the side of the screen because he has his twitch chat on the on the actual stream itself uh you could tell it was a a little bit old maybe like a week or two old because uh, someone in the chat just put uh leafs are gonna win the cup which mm-hmm. i thought was was really funny um and then uh and then he got into a conversation about hockey and then he said that they were bruins fans and you know i i, I thought it was really interesting that you know i have no interest in hockey and yet i've heard about it more in these last couple of weeks than i ever have before and it's now it's infiltrating all the other stuff i do as well it's great yeah i'm very sorry to hear that i'm very <laughs> sorry to hear that. yeah it's it's been a, a rough week i'll be honest mm. you know uh i if I was able to just not live on TV and the internet after game seven on Monday, I probably mm-hmm. would have been able to just been like, ah, whatever. Cause I went for a walk. Like I said, on the NXT podcast, I went for a walk. I cleared my head, decided that hockey was a dumb thing to care about that much and just kind of moved on with my life. But then of course I still have to listen to all the podcasts that mm. I do regarding the Leafs and one individual in particular, um, and I will say very quickly, because uh, there's a guy named Steve Dangle, who's like a professional Maple Leafs fan, basically. That's his job. He's mm-hmm. managed to actually make a career out of it and good on him. Uh, he was live streaming his reactions to all the games on the okay. Sportsnet YouTube channel. Yeah. And yeah, and I popped into the chat in a few uh, a few of the games and asked a question or two and there were people in there that were like hey it's tempest from wrestle talk yeah well that's cool and i was like yeah that's, that's really neat. cool yeah i was like oh that, that's fun um he did not take this series as well as i did oh, and that's no. and that's considering you know how poorly i took this loss yeah yeah you know this uh like he wants to quit his job and not oh, in Jesus. a man i hate like rage filled that night kind of thing he's just like yeah, i yeah, don't yeah. want to do this anymore this is yeah. misery mm. yeah yeah it's it's really really depressing because i i, I don't know what Quizzlemania i said it on but there was a Quizzlemania earlier this year where someone was like oh what are the are the leafs gonna win and i was just like if the leafs don't win the cup this year they'll never win it this is their yeah. best shot at winning the stanley cup and I firmly believe that this was by far their best shot at winning this thing. And they completely choked, epically yeah. choked in only a fashion that they can. Mm-hmm. They're the yeah. worst sports franchise in North America. I hate this team more <laughs> than the Cleveland Browns, the New York Knicks, the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys. Doesn't matter. All the loser franchises have nothing on this team because this team chokes in epic fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that cup is remaining with Stanley for a little while longer. The Leafs don't get to, to take it this time. Um, let's get into some of your emails. Uh, if you want to email into this podcast, by the way, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do so. And uh, we'll hopefully get through some of your messages on this podcast. We've been asking for pictures of your pets. And boy, howdy, you guys have sent us pictures of your pets. Go on here from Nishant, who was the OG who sent in pictures of their their dogs. It says, Dear LIW, it's me again, the originator of sending in pictures of my pets. I'm not upset that my gimmick has been copied as much as the mania part of WrestleMania with stuff like Triple Mania and Quizzlemania. And speaking of Quizzlemania, the disrespect you guys were shown on the quiz was criminal. Adam Blondplate couldn't pronounce LIW. Hmm, sounds like someone's asking to get explodified. 
also attaching some pictures of my pups because, well, they're cute. Oh, and by the way, my Labrador, there's a third one. My Labrador is called Ruby. She loves watching wrestling with me. Her intangibles are kind, cuteness, and being able to do the best puppy dog eyes. That's all for today. Stay safe and lots of love. So you know what it's time for, Tempest. This is great audio content because it's time for me to share my screen so you can see. I do uh, like that he he really nailed those intangibles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is adorable. Oh. This is adorable. <laughs> I know. Really nailed those intangibles because it was like it was uh kind cuteness instead yes. of kindness and cuteness. Exactly. One yes. of them is a noun. Yeah, one's oh, a noun, one's an adjective. Oh. It's the way. Oh man, these dogs <sighs> are the best. I just love dogs. Yeah. How could you not love dogs? I know, I love, right? I love all dogs. Oh, oh these pictures are these pictures are incredibly small, so I'm having to zoom in quite a lot so we can actually see them properly. But you know, oh, it's fine. Man. Oh, <gasps> and then I was sleeping in the background. Oh man, <laughs> I didn't even see that one, man. Yeah, I love oh, animals. Adorable. There's so many dogs. Oh my god, this is the best. Oh, and they're all playing. This is great. That one's chewing on a bone. Ah oh, man. Ah, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> You're the greatest. It's crazy. I, I, for some reason, I've got like four different friends who all have uh, cats that mm-hmm. they send me just cat-related content. Yeah. Routinely, I don't have enough people with dogs, so yeah. get, this is like my dog content mm-hmm. uh, for the week. I very much appreciate it from all of our viewers. It's the dog podcast now. Um, The dog cast. I was going to say that, but I decided not to. (laughs) Uh, We've got another email here from Nathan. Uh, It says, hey, guys, I'm Nathan. I've been a Podswafter since 2017. Goodness me. Uh, And I'm finally getting around to emailing in for the first time, as it seems you guys need emails. And I love the dog segments. I attached a picture of my dog below. She's a tiny chihuahua named Leia after the Star Wars character who turns four years old next month. Her I love that everyone's attaching their intangibles. Her intangibles are (laughs) small statured, friendly, love, opposite of cat. (laughs) Opposite of cat. Yes. Love it. Let me let me screen share this one for you. <laughs> I am ah look at that. Oh look at Leia go. It looks so happy. It's in a field. So happy. Ah, oh, oh, I love it. It's yeah. the best. Also, that picture is gigantic. I've had to zoom yeah. out to get that picture in. Goodness me. Um There's and another also dog yeah, in the background. Yeah, for the uh, for the epic reveal, I am stopping sharing my screen each time we get to a new email, so Tempest can have the reveal of seeing the dog for the first time. Just in case you guys were wondering, because <laughs> I know that's really important. Um, the email continues to say, "What's that? Need more podcast content? Cool, because I have a topic I'd like to hear you guys talk about. I randomly got into tattoos a lot this year, as I started the year with zero and now have three and want many more. My question is, what is your guys' favorite tattoo that you have and or which tattoo has the most meaning to you? Also, any plans to get more? Uh, thank you guys so much for all the incredible hard work and entertainment you guys provide as it helps me get through my 10-hour shifts at work and means more than you could imagine. Have a nice day, guys. Nathan. Thank you very much for the email, Nathan. Um, Tattoos. Uh, plans to get more yes D- yes uh, yeah i i cannot wait to get more i just need time money and a tattoo artist uh which you know three things that you could do generally need in order to get a tattoo in the first place um 
my my favorite and the one that has the most meaning to me are two different ones um my favorite one is the one i've got on my arm at the top which is the four elements from avatar the last airbender uh which is which is fun it's my favorite just because i think they look really cool and i like really like avatar and that's cool um the one that has the most meaning to me is the one that's on my wrist which is kind of like a, a stylized Pokeball thing uh, with the initials RQ in the middle, because that was the uh, the Pokemon YouTube channel that I had, which was the gateway into doing content creation for me. And it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life, because it gave me everything. My lifelong friends, it gave me all the skills I needed to do the job I have now. It put me on the path to kind of happiness in a way. So that was, yeah, that means a lot to me. So I like I liked to commemorate it, which is with that little one. That's very me. cool. How, how very about you? cool. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm planning to get more. I've got a, a sleeve yeah, got that's like barely filled in. Thanks, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And of course, I'll be getting that jam, that jam tattoo as soon as uh, tattoo shops reopen, which hopefully we're getting close to. Uh, mm-hmm. I've kind of lost track of how many tattoos I've got. It's like nine, maybe 10 at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the most uh, most important one to me Oh, they're probably both the same. It's probably the first one that I got, which is the uh, mm-hmm. the sun tattoo on my shoulder. Uh, yeah. It's the first one that I got when I think I was like 19 or so. Going through a bit of a rough patch. Got it because mm-hmm. it symbolized hope. And, you know, you, you yeah. try and still look at it every, every once in a while and be like, oh, yeah, I remember why I got that. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like it, too. Like, there's a bunch of the ones that I've got now. Like, I got a flying strawberry tattoo from yeah. uh, Celeste, which... I really liked and my tattoo artist also really liked because she was like, that's a dumb idea. I love that. Mm, you know, yeah. she was just like tired of doing flowers and yeah, you know, whatever yeah, else. Yeah. She was like, that's different. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'll put that in my flash page or something. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't have any more, uh, but I'll probably be getting more in the future for sure. Uh, we don't have any more time to go through more emails. There are more emails of dogs and all sorts of stuff that we need, that we didn't get to today because we run out of time. But we will be going through them at some point, um, probably on the NXT podcast or next week's SmackDown one. Who knows? Continue. Please do continue emailing in. Uh, support talk.com and we'll make sure to get through all your emails when we can. Uh, but thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, stay tuned for more content coming soon. We've got uh, TakeOver coming next weekend, and we've got Hell in a Cell after that as well. It's going to be a good time. Catch you guys later. Stay safe. Uh, the, the, I, I forgot the things I say on the outro. What do I say? Take care of each other. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. I remembered it. I'm a genius. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.